For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There are six quarterbacks that have the chance of being the overall number one passer or runner of week 16. The top three, according to Hayden Winks, Jalen Hurts against the New York Giants, Josh Allen at the Los Angeles Chargers, and the highest ranking of the season for this man, Justin Fields against the Arizona Cardinals. I love these three this week. Jalen Hurts projected for 28 points against the Giants. We had a super aggressive ranking with A.J. Brown talking about the man coverage splits over there. I think it's an ultimate get right spot. For the Eagles here, uh, one of the highest team totals they've had in a very long time. And then same thing with Josh Allen tied with Philadelphia at 28 points implied against the Chargers. Chargers, Giants, we're talking about some of the worst defenses in the league. And I'll throw in the Cardinals for Justin Fields. So these are the three I feel awesome about. We don't get dual threat quarterbacks projected for this many points very often. Uh, You should be very thankful if you have one of these top three guys. Taking it one by one. Quickly with Jalen Hurts, he now has 14 rushing touchdowns on the year. That is the same number that Cam Newton had in 2011 for the most in a season by a quarterback, which is um, helping him because his passing stats are not good. (laughs) According to Reeves and the worksheet over at Sharp Football Analysis, um, he averaged 15.3 passing points through nine games. And then over the past five games, that's all the way down at 9.5 passing points per contest. Regress. Yep. Well. Hopefully. No, it Hopefully. will. It, it will for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then Josh Allen, obviously, we go from like seven completions to possibly 70 completions this week against the Chargers defense. Mm-hmm. Enough said about that. And then Justin Fields, man, like we have consistently targeted this Arizona defense because they are not aggressive. They are the definition of passive. They are blitzing at the league's lowest rate. They have pressured passes very rarely. And we talk about Justin Fields. At his worst, when he is pressured, because he can make some chaotic decisions. And so if he's being able to sit back there and either run or throw the ball down the field, good things are going to happen. It wasn't a great week for him last week against the Browns, but I thought he survived and laid, like played fair enough football just on tape in general in a very bad environment. This is the complete opposite here. Okay, the next three. Patrick Mahomes against the Las Vegas Raiders. Lamar Jackson at the San Francisco 49ers. It is Brock Purdy as your quarterback six against the Baltimore Ravens, where a Ravens seem very good. And the 49ers are still five and a half point favorites here. So let's we'll get to Patrick Mahomes in a second. This game's just too good to not talk about right off the, the jump here. Ravens at 49ers on Christmas. This one will decide, I think, the MVP if Brock Purdy wins this one convincingly. It'll be him or Christian McCaffrey, most certainly. If Lamar goes absolutely bonkers here and beats the 49ers, I think he will get in the mix there as well. So lots to ride on this one. Lamar Jackson, obviously, he runs a lot more. He will need to run in this one. He will be also chased down by some awesome players up front. I do think the 49ers defense with some injuries 
can be exposed downfield if he can complete some of these one-on-one matchups that he's been doing to, you know, Bateman, if he can actually uh, track the football, that'd be nice. Odell Beckham uh, and Zay Flowers. They have a couple, uh, just enough uh, passing options to, to keep him in the mix against a very good 49ers team. And then Brock Purdy on the flip side, the Ravens have been just excellent on defense. They're the second best team against fantasy quarterbacks. They're number two in passing EPA allowed. They're number 11 in rushing EPA allowed. They can bring the heat. So this is a big game to see where Brock Purdy stacks up uh, on the MVP scale here. But the team total 26 points, definitely locked in in fantasy. I mean, I understand why Lamar Jackson is one spot higher than Brock Purdy. But what we are seeing from Brock Purdy in this offense now is, you know, thrown three or more touchdowns in four of his past six games. Yeah, very good. Pretty good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I think that does it for the top six. Do you want to say anything about Patrick Mahomes? The Raiders defense is definitely able to get got. And in fact, Mahomes has gotten them many times. Uh, Mahomes is due for like a really big game. And I think now that we've they figured out they want to get Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey the ball, I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes goes on a little run here. It's been very inconsistent football, not because Patrick Mahomes, I think you can make an argument that Mahomes is still in the MVP conversation, even though the numbers don't suggest that. Uh, but I do think that now they have Pacheco back. They figured out who they want to throw the ball to. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes goes on a little bit of a run here to close out the season. There, there is no way that Patrick Mahomes is winning MVP. So. No, if I had to vote, though, he'd be in my <laughs> conversation. That's the only I mean, thing that matters. He has vlogged one top 12 scoring week, Hayden, over his past six games. So this is an ambitious ranking as quarterback for. I do understand it from the standpoint that when he faced them back in week 12, he completed a season-high 79% of his passes. And when he was not pressured in that game, he was 21 of 24 with two touchdowns. Pretty good stuff right there. Okay. Now, let's go to the next tier. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, we said it, at the Miami Dolphins. Since Jalen Ramsey entered the lineup for this Dolphins defense, they've allowed just seven passing touchdowns and 10 interceptions they have forced. In fact, Josh Allen is the only passer to throw for more than two touchdowns against them. We have seen Dak Prescott throw for more than two touchdowns quite often mm-hmm. this season. So can he do it this week? I think a lot of those Jalen Ramsey games have been a bit against really bad quarterbacks. Dak Prescott missed a couple throws downfield that really tanked them. And then uh, obviously the Bills had a good game plan against Nick, against Dak last week. This game should be much tighter. The team totals are very close together here. Uh, Dolphins slightly favored at home. Dak Prescott's team projected for 24 points. So this one just has more shootout uh, ability here, even though the Dolphins have been playing much better. Obviously, when Ramsey and Vic Fangio are cooking together, I do think this Dolphins uh, defense is going to be very good, but defenses are not that sticky. And then the matchups the Dolphins have had recently obviously have helped them out. Well, the opposite end to a tongue is your next quarterback eighth on this list. They are favored by one and a half points. Uh, last week, Reeves had some great notes on this. He threw the football. His time to throw, two point one four seconds. It was silly. Two point one four seconds. Seventy percent of his passes were out of his hand within two point five seconds. Um, he has now finished as a top twelve scorer in just two of his past six games. Major part of that is because Raheem Mostert continues to score touchdowns. So we talked about it last time. Dallas was on the field. Josh Allen completed seven passes. It's not going to be to that degree, 
but that does limit quarterback production. Without Jonathan Hankins, their defensive tackle, the Cowboys are just such a run funnel right now. And obviously, we've seen the Dolphins be able to do that. So I think that's just kind of like the difference between Tua, Dak, Brock Purdy, fairly similar players on very good offenses. Uh, I just had Raheem Mostert projected for a lot of points. Von Achan projected for a lot of points as well. And then we'll see if Micah Parsons could could actually pay off uh, here. Tua obviously is going to be getting that ball out very quickly offensive line problems also for Tua versus the other guys as well um so i think he'll be very good though okay this would be where you would have matthew stafford we are recording this on thursday uh as you're watching this i'm currently driving 10 hours down to north carolina um but we will bypass all the thursday night football and i hope at least at least matthew stafford is the quarterback eight this week while you're watching this in the future because i'm starting in one of my semifinals Breaking news, he had 282 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. And seven touchdowns. touchdowns. Wow. wow. And, and by the way, uh, we had Puka Nakua 3.5 first downs higher. <laughs> okay, so actually next is Jared Goff. Um, this is at the Minnesota Vikings. Very intrigued by this matchup. Always am when Brian Flores' defense trots out there. I mean, actually two of the best coordinators in the league. Oh. Ben Johnson one side, Brian Flores on the other, Minnesota's defense, Hayden, has only allowed one top 12 scoring quarterback since week Ooh. five of this season. Impressive stuff. This is an ultimate test for Jared Goff and the pressure stats as well. These teams know each other uh, to some degree. I think that Brian Flores is going to go absolutely crazy. Remember the Brian Flores game down in Miami a couple yeah. years ago against Jared oh, Goff? He had his number. That, Goff, was... And that, that, was, that was in the sun. That was like 80-something <laughs> degrees. And Jared Goff, no one has seen more ghosts than Jared <laughs> that Goff. Was, that was an all-time game. Now, this This, this has been Johnson. This is, is different. I mean, that was Sean McBay, to be fair. Uh, so that's why he's not ranked as high as some of the other uh, quarterbacks here they're projected for 25 points though so the betting markets have forgot about that game down in miami that game will go down in infamy i i, I wish we had mentioned that because weaves could have gone through up. the archives and found some some clips no that was you have homework most, tonight <laughs> <laughs> that was some of the most awful quarterback play and it stands out when you think of jared goff now yeah some of that might be attributed a little bit hayden to indoor versus outdoor jared goff because there are some significant splits here jared goff Will not play outdoors again this regular season. Here it is from Rich Rebar in the worksheet over at Chart Football. Nine games played indoors like this one. Jared Goff has completed 70% of his passes for 8.1 yards per pass attempt. 274 yards, 21 touchdowns. Again, five outdoor games, 63% of his passes, five touchdowns, and four interceptions. Now, I'm sure we can also do some when pressured and not pressured, and that's probably right. more than indoors and outdoors. Even though some cold weather weather games, uh, golf might not do well. He has some flaws, some cracks in his game. Let's put it that way. I do think that like that Bears game that was outside on the road, that was also with offensive line injuries. We've cleared that up with Detroit. And also, um, <laughs> outdoor game, that Miami game, 80 degrees. It wasn't like exactly the worst weather for the tiny hands. He likes you know? it 72 degrees. And if it's over that, then it's bad news. Domes. Here we go. Okay. Next, Kyler Murray. Um, I kind of want to put Kyler Murray in the next tier. Is that okay with you? I guess so. They're projected for 20 points. The Bears defense is improved. I don't think that they're elite. They just have like like Ngakwe on injured reserve right now. Um, 
The quarterback to wide receiver connections here is pretty dicey. Marquise Brown hasn't practiced. Greg Dorch hasn't practiced. Um, so this is just like a hat tip to Trey McBride, more or less. But Kyler's going to run around here. I will add, we have not seen Kyler Murray be a good passer since his return. No. Like, no. other than throwing to Trey McBride, it's been bad. Bad is is a strong word. It has not been good. Um, the Bears are running cover two, second highest rate in the league since returning. When seeing cover two, Kyler Murray is 30 out of 32 qualified passers. Yeah, I think you can kind of run the cover two stuff as well. We'll see. I think I think moral of the story, the next names, you pick pick which name you like the best ahead of them. Okay, well, it actually might have to be the Bake Show. Yeah, your guy, Baker Mayfield, sure. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is balling out right now. I know. Um, the issue, though, he has yet to clear quarterback eight despite balling out this year. I know. Um, prior to last week's game when he scored four touchdowns. So we need another four-touchdown performance, Bake. Now, the good news is Jacksonville's defense is a mess, 29th in sack rate. They're 30th against fantasy quarterbacks uh they might be able to get two starters in the secondary back in this one but they might be playing through injury as well it's just like baker mayfield's team's projected for 22 points kyler murray's team is projected for 20 and i know which one is going to run the ball a little bit more uh well we saw the cardinals run the ball a lot last week well i just mean like who's going to scramble himself more <laughs> and that's going to be kyler murray <laughs> um just quickly on baker mayfield and really this jacksonville G defense since the week nine bye the Jaguars have allowed a top 12 score in four of their six games. And the only one not to do that was Will Levis. Yeah, so. they're not good. Okay. Uh, Geno Smith is going to close out this top 13. Uh, or top 12. Six. Top 12. On the fly, we do it. Um, Geno at the Tennessee Titans. It's a get-right spot. He's been absent for the past two weeks, really. And the Titans are 24th in passing points allowed um, per attempt on the season. The Titans are really bad and they're really not healthy. Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Fulton, they're releasing and trading other key starters on this defense. So Gina Smith fully practicing seems very healthy in this one. I know that Gina Smith has not been a fantasy quarterback for much of the season. He was last year. I think in good matchups, you can do that. His offensive line is healthy. His skill guys are healthy. So, I think that Geno Smith has like some upside for like super flex leagues and stuff. I would uh, go as far as to say I trust him uh, this week, even though we're going on the road. Must win games for for Seattle, and I just think the Titans' defense is is no good. Okay, your quarterback thirteen on the week. I'm sure you feel fantastic about it. It is Joe Flacco, the highest he has been ranked on the show since I checked the 2014 season. Bad news for you. I have moved him down since I kind of switched things up. <laughs> it's Gardner Minshew, but do you want to talk about Flacco right now? Yes. Okay. Joe Flacco for the Texans. They're missing Will Anderson, Jimmy Ward. That's a safety. They're missing a linebacker. They've placed a starting corner on uh, injured reserve, but Flacco is missing his tackles. He's maybe missing uh, Joel Petonio as well here. I just don't think the Texans. Oh, you have Flacco as quarterback 19. Yeah, I I just don't I don't think the Texans offense can move the ball. So like this Joe Flacco 45 attempts per game stuff, I just don't see that happening here. And on a per throw basis, Flacco is like still bottom five, bottom ten in most metrics as well. It's been a volume play, and I just I don't trust the volume here because the Texans are not putting up points against the, the Browns defense. Okay, I'm so I'm disappointed. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. 
Gardner Minshew is your quarterback 13. I'm just going to speak in monotone now. This is at the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. They are one-point underdogs on the road. Michael Pittman's back. That's your guy. So if, if you want to continue the Michael Pittman hype train, Gardner Minshew's been able to get him the rock as well. No Grady Jarrett for the Falcons up front on the defensive line here. So Gardner Minshew's been a quarterback, too, for most of the year. The team totals at 22 points. His team is relatively healthy. Let's go. Jordan Love has to be at the top of this tier. He's not. Because next is Taylor Heineke for you. On the opposite end of this, you are putting Heinball ahead of dudes who actually throw down the field and have like a capable NFL arm. Okay. Well, why are the Falcons projected for more points than Jordan Love's offense? And well, because the Panthers' defense is actually playing quite well. The Panthers for Jordan Love are number one against fantasy quarterbacks. So <laughs> Heineke has a higher team total and he has an easier matchup individually. I think this Falcons Colts game has definition of let's make this thing get real weird and high scoring. Um, Yeah, of course, Jordan Love. I'm hoping that we get Jaden Reed or Christian Watson back. But if those two guys are out, that's like a big deal to me as well. So kind of a placeholder for Jordan Love. He might kind of go next to Gino if those guys get cleared. But too early in the week, Taylor Heineke, I will go on a limb on just they're projected for 23 points, can scramble around a little bit. Wow. Drake London. Hey, Taylor Heineke got Hayden Winks. Who knew? Who knew? Wow. He's been waiting all year for it. it. This is the fantasy semifinals. If you're starting any of these guys, your team is absolutely cooked. Quarterback 15, Jordan Love. The Panthers, as you pointed out, have not allowed a top 12 score at the position since week six. That includes Dak Prescott, quarterback 15. That includes C.J. Stroud, quarterback 21. The Panthers' offense isn't good enough to make these games go no. to shootouts. I mean, they're even seventh in yards allowed per pass attempt. Mm, that too. Yeah. It's a, it's a good defense. There it is. Okay. We'll move forward to players that you don't care about, and we'll just, like, throw them out there. How about that? Nick Mullins. Derek Carr is playing tonight, so we are not including him there. Uh, Jake Browning, episode of Scheme. Go watch it. Ryan Tannehill. And then Russell Wilson. Closes us out. I think people want to start Jake Browning because he's been popping off recently. The problem is that game environment is really bad when it comes to play volume. The Bengals are 27th in plays. You have Nick Mullins ahead of Joe Flacco? Buddy, they are projected for way more points. What game do you think is going to shoot out higher? uh, Think about where we're ranking Justin Jefferson and and T.G. Hawkins and Jordan Addison versus Joe Flacco's guys. How dare you? Joe Flacco is, is to the best of his abilities balling out right now. Okay. But the Texans are not going to make him pass the ball enough. We will see. This has been our worst super flex <laughs> debates of the entire year. Good news is everyone's in the semifinals. No one's worried about these quarterbacks. I hope. Okay. Well, let's go to the tight ends department now. And uh, have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in, room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. 
So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog. Or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right, three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Speak about some positivity because your top two guys, the old and the young, Travis Kelsey and Trey McBride. Man, I almost put McBride one. Pick and Lobby has this at 71 yards for Travis Kelsey, McBride at 60. So I just could not overcome the underdog Pick and Lobby. Obviously, Travis Kelsey nukes the Raiders historically uh he had 91 yards earlier this year he had a four touchdown game against them last season so we'll stick with him for one more game but Trey McBride he's been so good that I mean he might start dating a pop star very soon like Kelsey I don't know if he has well. the, first he has to do a, a dating show okay. on on like E or whatever it was MTV sure. VH1 whatever get that steez up sure um okay those are your top two. And we talked about in Stats versus Film with Trey McBride. Drew Petzing comes from the Kevin Stefanski tree. Even going back to like the Kyle Rudolph days in Minnesota, like the later years, there was some heavy tight end usage there. Obviously, Stefanski, since his second contract started, David Njoku's been a featured player. And now Drew Petzing coming from that offense in his first year in Arizona. When you have a talent like that, you feature them. And so it makes sense why they're the featured player in the passing games. They're number one in fantasy usage for tight ends by a mile right now. And, and again, look at number three, David yep. Njoko. Right. There. Right. Okay. Sam Laporta kicks off tier two. He could go in the top tier two. I mean, mm-hmm. what a freaking stud talked about in stats versus film that prediction within the next six years, he is viewed as the best player at his position in the league. I definitely think he is on a George Kittle ish, uh, Trajectory right now, highest scoring rookie tight end in NFL history. I think it's a decent matchup just because Minnesota is going to bring the house and we can see Sam Laporta win one-on-one matchups uh, out in the flats. Huge yards after the catch ability with Sam Laporta. Uh, His just pick and projections at 47 and a half yards versus the other guys that are just a little bit higher. But Laporta, George Kittle, David Njoku, Jake Ferguson, this next group of guys – they're all projected in the 40s for receiving yards. I just think that Sam Laporta has maybe the most, uh, the highest odds of scoring a touchdown, just followed by George Kittle. Uh, the matchup's just a little bit harder for George Kittle uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, every single week I bring this up. But in one of my dynasty leagues that I'm in the semifinals on, because uh, I just smoked Field Yates. Good. Smoked him. I mean, couldn't happen happen to a meaner guy. <laughs> so um, mean. Field Yates. <laughs> I <laughs> I have to decide between George Kittle, Jake Ferguson, and even like I'm never gonna do it, but Cole Komet. But mm-hmm. I, I keep putting George Kittle in there. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get away. <laughs> it's hard to get away. Okay. Next here, it leads us off with uh TJ Hawkinson. And actually, Cole Komet, this happened, you know, with Justin Fields. It happened with some other players. Um, this is the highest ranking I think you've ever had, Cole Komet. It's hard to get away from him just because they're projected for 24 points on offense over the last month. Cole Komet's been the tight end nine on tight end nine usage. We've seen some PPR scamming from Cole Komet, but this is a game where we can actually get some big plays down the field yards after the catch just because the Cardinals are 31st 
in passing EPA allowed. And then with TJ Hawkinson, uh, he's averaging under 10 uh, half PPR points with Justin Jefferson and Jefferson's six healthy games. A lot of that came with Kirk Cousins, obviously a quarterback downgrade. So I think he's more of a mid-range tight end uh, one last week. That's kind of how he finished. The volume would be there. I think it's just a little bit harder to squeeze in the touchdowns of the guys ranked ahead of him. Okay. Next, Dallas Goddard to close out this tier. Isaiah Likely, who made a sick jump ball catch last week on an extended play. And Evan Ingram, who, if we're being honest... Evan Ingram might have to be like the featured player in the Jacksonville Jaguars offense this week. The check down opportunities will be there. If you're in a full PPR league, I would not blame you if you had him higher than likely in Goddard and maybe even commit as well. I just don't think the touchdown odds are going to be in his favor with CJ Beathard out there. Nose Jones is going to help. Um, they're going to have to get the ball out quick. Certainly. Um, so yeah, you, you can have your, your receptions for Evan Ingram for sure. I'm just not sure about the touchdown odds with him. He's only in the pick'em lobby right now. His touchdown odds, it's a scorcher at 1.75x. His receiving yards are at 50 and a half. That, that seems a little high. Oh. CJ Beathard? I mean, yeah, I mean CJ Beathard. But it's run after catch stuff, you know? Sure, sure. That's probably six receptions for, fi- for 50 and a half receiving yards. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to look into his targets or receptions this weekend. It's possible. I think the next guy on my list has a very similar kind of projection in general. Well, Darren Waller's your next guy. Uh, look at you, optimistic about Darren Waller in his second game back here. He had 23% targets on his routes last week, was on a full-time player. He is a full participant in practice this week. The pass funnel Eagles, really bad at linebacker, safety, slot corner. That's where Darren Waller is going to line up. They have Darius Slay uh, on injured reserve. Not that he's been very good this year as well. If they do go to those three-by-one sets for Darren Waller, I just think that they're going to try to get Darren Waller going. They have him uh, under contract. They want to see what they have with him going into this offseason. And uh, he had the volume that we're looking for. And, I mean, they're they're going to lose by a million. So I think that Darren Waller will PPR scam um, just enough. There you go. Okay. We'll close it out with uh, tight ends 13 through 18 because if you've made it this far in your league, you almost certainly are not playing these guys. I hope not. Um, even though a couple of them have popped up this season. Tucker Craft filling in for our guy Luke Musgrave at the moment. We'll see how that, by the way, unfolds into next year because Tucker Craft, both were rookies and he's getting some experience and obviously the offense looks better now than it did earlier in the year. So we might have to get some uh, two tight end discussion uh, this offseason. Makes me sad. What could have been? Uh, what could have been? Uh, Kyle Pitts and Don Kincaid are 13, 14, 15. So I think the biggest discussion would be with Dalton Kincaid because we've had him as like a tight end five, tight end four in some weeks. Ran around in 14 to 21 dropbacks last week. If you just look at the snaps in general, Dawson Knox played a lot more because he's a better blocker. I don't think that the same exact game plan is going to be what happened last week for this week, but he's been the tight end 18 in usage. This month, he's a. I think he's just firmly a touchdown or bus guy. Good news, Bill is projected for the most points this week. So I think Dalton Kincaid is like absolutely the last guy you can think about starting in the semifinals, unless you're in like some absolutely sick league out there. Some super flexers, you know, or tight end premium, tight end premium reflexes and stuff. All that. Um, Tyler Conklin's low key the man. I, I've been I've been Tyler Conklin pilled. Uh, really he makes some been. plays, dude. His 
he just hammers the hires on the pick and lobby. Uh, he's the tight end 10 in usage this month. They're projected for 20 points. So I think Tyler Conklin. Oh, that was Trevor Simeon at quarterback. They're still projected for 20 points. I don't make the rules here. Okay. I stick with the formula. Well, you also make the sicko charts. So we need to pull that up in our swiftest show of the season. <laughs> Rightfully so. We we were we usually don't record two ranking shows on the same days. We ran this one back to back, and let's just say the wide receivers got the better of us. Um <laughs> Sicko's time, the Eagles against Tommy DeVito. Let's make some noise with the offensive line versus defensive line mismatches. Yeah, just quickly on that, like mm-hmm. even in the games where Tommy DeVito did his best Jeremy Lins, yeah. almost all of them he's taking still five, four, yeah. nine sacks. Having yeah. a couple plays that could go the opposite way. And dude, this Philadelphia Eagles defensive line. I know it can be hit or miss at times in the hole with the defense, but like mm-hmm. good luck to you, Tommy D. Yep, I agree with that. Uh Broncos, Packers, Jets are up and down defenses. The Jets, obviously the best one. I think the Chiefs are the one that stick out to me the most against the Raiders. Browns versus Case Keenum. How could you not love that one? But uh, the Jets, I think, is a, a great one. The Commanders are potentially missing two uh, offensive linemen this week. Sam Howell is just a walking sack on top of that. So, yeah, nothing. I'm still alive in, let's say, three of five leagues. Okay. So three semifinals. Only one of them um, uses defenses. Good. Because the other ones are actually smart. Uh, no offense to you sickos out there. And then my defense. So the only defense I'm playing in the semifinals is Kansas City. Great one. This lineup, I mean, I'll just share it quickly. Lost Nick Chubb. Lost Mark Andrews. We're rolling with Matthew Stafford, Joe Mixon, Dave Montgomery, Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jake Ferguson, Brian Ayuk, Rasheed Rice, Chiefs D, and Harrison Bucker. Oh, I lost yeah. Tank Dell as well. I mean, all that, and I'm still in this fantasy semifinals. Could have been cooking. Weaves, make sure to blur out these logos for this redacted format that Josh is screen sharing. Well, but it's a season long. It's season long. Okay. We need to blur it out. That's going to do. We did a whole, we did a whole video of Chico. Since then, they've opened (laughs) up a certain other platform. (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you all on Sunday morning for the start set question and answer show. Four Weaves, for Hayden, I'm Josh, and Zap. Up the Villa. We'll talk to you all soon. See ya.